I've got my right hand on my heart and I've got the other stuff kind of cradled in my left hand. Can I reach over with my mouth <laughs> and take a sip of my drink or grab a chip and dip it? I'm saying Emily as long Moses as I am facing the right direction and right hand over if the heart. If you can pull that off without spilling, yes. <laughs> I, I think I think that gets you on ESPN's Come On Man. <laughs> So 268, it's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy on Skype. I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And here we are. Hello. Yeah, I managed to get through that without doing anything weird or yeah, goofy. You finally did it like the real way for the first time in probably seven months. <laughs> well... We talk about how we have a formula. <laughs> There's a format that we constantly break. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, it's one of those things. I'm, uh... How's it going, Craig? I'm good. How are you, Michael? I'm hanging in there. Craigle. Craig Burt. <laughs> Craig Burt, there you go. Um, let's talk to our guest and see uh, how's he, how he's hanging. In the year of our Lord, 1500 and... Wait a minute. Huh? We need to do something a little more special for for Jim. What? Given, you know, as kind of a thank you for how he helped us out a couple of weeks Is ago. Is this going to cost me any money? Uh, no. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. Two weeks ago, things were looking kind of grim. <laughs> this little show needed a guest on a whim. Re rejections were mounting, our chances looked slim. Would anyone come calling? Would we sink? Would we swim? <laughs> then all of a sudden, at our spirits most dim, he emailed us back. Yeah, you betcha I'm in. <laughs> because whenever in doubt, you can depend on him, the one, the only, our personal history done! Jim! History nerd Jim is 1099. <laughs> It's 1023, but close uh, enough. 1099's at the end. I, hello, stupid good lookings. <laughs> that was great, Mike. Well, you know, every <laughs> once every like three or four years, I, I do something special. Um, for those of you who listen to the Bob and Brian radio program, you will recognize the, the spoof there. For those who don't understand, on that radio program that we all three have been listening to for years and years and years, the guys have on Fireman Jim, who comes on to give them safety tips and tell stories of all the crazy stuff that has happened and, while he was a fireman. And now he talks about baseball. Now he does the baseball thing. Um, but because he retired. That's, and that's how, it, that's how they opened his segment every time. That is was the, Brian would read a poem that ended with, Fireman Jim! Jim. They're over <laughs> the, the, uh, the theme from Medical Center. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a very specific version of the theme from Medical Center that is it? difficult to find. <laughs> Jim, you should feel really special that Mike went through that kind of effort. He never does that kind of crap for I me. I do. Are you kidding? I do. <laughs> Wasn't that great? It was. It was very well done, too. It was very much on theme. Uh, it's it's scanned. It rhymed. Most, which, which most poetry these days doesn't do. There and, was one uh, near rhyme, but, that's fine. you know. That's fine. 
no, I've been wanting to do that for a while. And, uh, <laughs> and, and finally we had, I had, you know, a theme to go with. I'm, I'm which, just, which, I'm just happy that I'm your only guest named Jim. So I get to be there first. <laughs> no, That's true to... because we have another guest named James. Yes. But James always goes by James, James. and you always go by Jim. Jim. There you go. It even says that on our website. It says Jim, never James. <laughs> does James yes, say good. James, never Jimmy? I don't think so, but I know Jim's does say that. Because his family calls him Jimmy. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Can I turn your volume back on? Uh, okay. I guess that's a yes. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I closed it, didn't I? Yeah. Okay, we're good. Um, yeah. Hey, Jim. <laughs> How's everything up there well, two weeks after we talked to you last time? Anything change? Anything, any significant difference? Well, other than the fact that summer came yesterday uh-huh. and is leaving today. Uh, <laughs> we, you know, for those of you who aren't from this part of the world, and I, we, we, we talk weather, I realize that, but it just sometimes mm-hmm. amazes me. My son had soccer yesterday and standing out in the field, it was 85 degrees and a glorious sun. It was just an amazing day. Today, as we're preparing to go to the same soccer pitch this afternoon, <laughs> it's going to be 52 and rainy. Yeah. <laughs> it is It is an amazing, well, it's certainly never a place where you're likely to get bored by the weather. But no, it's, it's, it's great. Um, I can't, like you say, I can't imagine that over much has changed up here one way or the other, but... We are, I'm, I am excitedly gearing up for Origins coming up uh, next month. Yeah, I'm going to make the five-hour drive. I thought the, uh, I thought the drive to Gen Con was a bit much, but it's, it's it, when you're coming from my direction, you know, you make your way down through Chicago and all the way through the, the great length of half of Indiana. And I always used to think, aha, I have arrived at Indianapolis for Gen Con. I am done. No, no, now I have to hook a 90-degree left yeah. and drive another... Two hours. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to that. Great. Um, something has changed on the gaming. Speaking of Origins, which is all about gaming, and my gaming, the gaming front for me, there's been an, a development in the last two weeks for me. Dun, dun, dun. Guess what I'm going to do today after we record this podcast? I am going to go to a local game store where I am going to play Capers as a player. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's uh have you, GMing that? Uh, uh, a Facebook friends local guy that you don't know, Mike, okay. who uh, got in contact with me about playing, and I said I, I asked him, "Are you asking me to GM or play?" And he kind of was like, "Well, you know, you could, you, you could." And I, I, I commented like, you know, because I never get a chance to play. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of nudge, nudge, and he's like, "Yeah, I could GM something," because <laughs> he's got a regular group. They're going to be short a few players, so they're not going to play their regular game. So he thought yeah. he would try out capers. Someone I don't know. The 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 important point being not you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So, I'm looking forward so, to it. Some some have you already made up your character? Uh, we're just going to use the pregens from the preview edition to keep it simple. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. That Which, surprises me. So so to say, am I going to make up my own character? Yes, because I made up all of those characters. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I didn't want to be the guy because you know. I don't know that he 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 never talked about having everybody make characters. If we all show up today and he's got blank character sheets and we want to generate characters, we can do that. Yeah. Um. But I didn't want to be like you know he, he we get to the table and he hands out pregens to everybody on on the you know in the word document format that I used before and I I pull out like the really nice 
character sheet that Owen put together <laughs> with my own new custom character and be like the douchebag. Yeah. Like, <laughs> print it out in color. Yeah. <laughs> And I only bring one deck of the Capers playing cards so that I can play with everybody them. else. Just has regular bicycle. <laughs> no, no, I'm bringing. I'm bring, He's he's. We're we're gonna play the pre-gen characters. It's a one shot. It's all you know, just one time. That's fine. And uh, and I'm bringing my the, the, all all my decks of Capers cards and the poker chips and everything too. So we'll be we'll have fun. There's the cool. Quest. And it's cool. So do you, are you under a time thing? Like you need to leave at a certain. Yeah, um, I am, but it's not going to impinge okay. on this because it's it's not not a tight time frame i'm going from here to lunch to there ah so i've got buffer time in there da, 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 da. how about we talk about some new news i don't have a lot of stories here oh good i knew got stuff i knew we had jim uh coming so i didn't do any work <laughs> <laughs> all right then um do i have one story no, go ahead. I'm not even going to read that one. Screw it. What do you got? Okay, uh, we have to we have to talk about this. Uh, the operators at LaGuardia Airport are paying thousands of dollars every month renting a security robot to patrol the airport. Yes, but the bot is creeping out women, while da the crooks look on and laugh. Danger, danger. <laughs> Boy, you should be worried about that. It's upsetting to have that thing creep up on you," said one female security guard at the airport adding that she had fended it off with a luggage cart. It's a pain in the ass. It keeps bothering people. <laughs> the airport deployed the... Okay. <laughs> I want Craig, I want you to keep t a tally of how many um, uh, pulp, couch, pop, pulp, couch, pop culture robot references are made in this article. Okay, okay I'll try. I okay. And I'll, help, I'll try to help you with the fell. Uh, okay. The airport deployed the R2-D2-esque <laughs> Nightscope K5. Remember the Nightscope robot, the droid, the security droid that committed that suicide? Drowned. Oh, the one that fell down, yeah. The <laughs> one that fell in the water. Yeah, fell down the steps into the yeah, water. Apparently they're everywhere now. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, oh, have I not seen one? I'm jealous. Okay, go on. Uh, yeah, they, uh, they, uh, this is, so this is LaGuardia has one um, patrolling Terminal B recording everything with its four cameras, microphones, and sensors. Human guards at the airport say it's supposed to thwart the scammers and illegal cab drivers who plague the parking lot. But it's more WALL-E than T-1000. So it's building things out of garbage? They just laugh at it. They walk around a bot and take people into their cars. It's a waste of money, said one high-level security <laughs> specialist at the airport. They could have renovated three of our bathrooms for the same money. We could have gotten some work in sinks. Forget about it. Even the hustlers agree. I didn't even notice it. I thought okay. it was sales, said an illicit cab driver named Mohammed. Oh, jeez. But the Dalek-style droid does uh, does appear to spend its... What, do, is it Roger D2 or a Dalek? Come on. Well, no. Is it is it a Dalek? Or, <laughs> it's, 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 it's not T-1000 style, which is a robot that kills people, but, but it, it's a, a Dalek, Dalek which, which is, is a robot, robot that, that kills people. people. <laughs> jeez. Ugh. The aforementioned female guard blamed male colleagues for hijacking the bot to, quote, get a better look at her. Several other female passengers said they were, they were irked when the machine rolled up and ogled them Thursday. It was coming right up to me. And at first I was like, what the freak is that? Said Chris Cabano, 31, after the robot sat 10 inches away from her knee for a minute. Strangely, when people get close to the K5, it says, you are in my personal space. 
exterminate. <laughs> no, it doesn't say exterminate. But some people are ready to bow down to their new robot overlord. It's fun. I like how it moves and the color. It's fun to play with, said six-year-old Justice McNair after flying in from North Carolina. The terminal's operator said it was just testing the tech in an effort, quote, to create a new state-of-art Terminal B. <laughs> the concept is in the testing phase right now, patrolling the arrivals level. Capabilities include video surveillance, the ability to broadcast recorded and live messages in the event of an incident, and the ability to ensure it avoids people and objects in its path. <laughs> so how many was that, four? I counted five. You didn't five. ding the last one. Oh, what was the last Bow one? Bow down to our robot overlords. That's out of Simpsons. Or it's a, it's a uh, little play off of, I for one welcome our new robot overlords. You know, see, I knew there was a Kent reason I was, having, I was having you <laughs> count them and not me. So, yeah, there's your uh, night scope uh, update. Apparently, the, and um, for the record, it doesn't look anything <laughs> like R2-D2. <laughs> no. It looks like one of those those blow-up punching bag things that has the weight at the bottom that falls over and comes us. back up. <laughs> kind of rounded, conical a little. You know, and because it's shiny plastic case, you know, it kind of makes you think like like you could walk up to it and just boom, and it'll go, you know, come back up. It's got like a, a two-tone uh, white and blue color scheme now and a... Like and a, a gray base. And a, is it light gray? And, yeah. a, and a, like a light blue... Um, kind of uh, Cylon-esque like <laughs> light thing at the, at the top where he, its eyes would be. See, and to me that just sounds like we are we are still, it amazes me. We talked a little bit on one of the very <laughs> special Nerdburger episodes about how nerd culture is, has really become the culture. It always does amaze me though when people seem to struggle with understanding what we do. Uh, whether it be Hey, did you see? And I, I realized it's all clickbait. There's no news anymore. I understand. But <laughs> but it does amaze me. Did you see? Comic book movies are popular. Let's analyze that. I, I, and, and it's the same thing here. Is this the robot that takes over? Yeah. No, it isn't. No. It can't get upstairs. <laughs> or, or down them, yeah. <laughs> or down them. <laughs> Is, what do you mean? Is this the robot that takes over? Yeah. Stop it! It's, Look it's, at what you're looking at. Look at what it can do and cannot do. It's and not, then re-ask the question. It's not even water repellent. It's, <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those. Like you know, all the jokes I make about how I'm afraid of the animals taking over, the robots coming to kill us. This is like the kind of story that gives me hope about the, surviving the ro the robot yeah, uh -huh. apocalypse. It's like really, that's the best they can I muster. I don't think it's gonna. It's gonna take too much. Yeah. <laughs> now, of course, the next version of that thing will open up like a transformer, and it'll come out with like all these swinging saw blades and stuff, and they'll be like, "Oh well, that's a, like that, a battle bot." Yeah, that, that's a problem. <laughs> but then, but then, but then I'll just run down the stairs, and I'll be safe. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. It. Who would you think is the guy that's going to give us these things? Who's the guy that's going to? It's going to be somebody like Elon Musk, right? You know, it's it's yeah, going right. to be somebody. He's he he's the dude that has pointed his car at the asteroid belt, and it's now making now making its way out. But but Dingy came out what on well yeah it was yesterday. I just grabbed the news piece on it because it flashed across my screen. He is I quote super super serious end quote. About starting his own confections enterprise. Yeah, he's, he's turning into Willy Wonka now. 
He's going to make a candy company. <laughs> like, dude, need you to get to Mars. Focus. <laughs> Are you going to make the candy company on Mars? <laughs> that would be cool. Because, <laughs> dude, I need, I need humanity uh-huh. to be on Mars I by want... the time I <laughs> I want to eat a Mars bar. I was going to say it was made yeah. on Mars. If you think before I die. If you like the Mars bar, <laughs> check this out. The real Mars yeah. bar. <laughs> the candy bar that's actually made on Mars. It Quit has jack it around. It's got point, 0.01% uh Mars dust in it. Or it's made with with water that was melted from ice on Mars. So it, it tastes like Mars. Kind of complicated. I don't care it's if spacey. it's poop. I don't care if it's pooped out by a Mars robot. <laughs> I want us to be on Mars. I and and this is and then when and the other thing is we you know Elon Musk is a guy is awful. I, I we didn't talk about. I'm sure you guys did the SpaceX robot uh, rockets and the way they landed simultaneously and all that stuff on the on the the barges. Yes, or, or whatever. Yeah, I, I I watched that and I went okay. I made it to the future. I know. Cool. Like why? Would, how? How couldn't? How could NASA not have figured that out on their own? Yeah. <laughs> like All back the in the sixties and seventies. You jokers! Well, yes. in fairness, <laughs> they had a computer that is less complicated than the computer true. in your in your watch <laughs> that got true. us to the moon. Like you know, that is true. All the little steps need to happen. All that stuff got us here. I think it is one of the top 10 moments in the history of cinema when Ed Harris dumps all that stuff on the desk and says, this is what is inside the Apollo 13 capsule. Make them an air scrubber or they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, this, you know, this, as the story goes too, they had like, what, 20 seconds of fuel left when they were yes. landing? Like, because everything was, was so tightly designed and they, they could only put so much weight on that camp, on that, uh, that lander. Of, could, that, yeah. that they had they had a certain amount of fuel and it's like if they didn't make it down there at this certain time and they were counting down and like they were 20 seconds away from saying okay blast off we're done we're not doing it we're not gonna right. land you mean apollo 11 apollo 11 yeah, yeah. that's 11 yeah yeah they were but, like we're <laughs> that's why the with, that's why there's the little tiny windows they had bigger the, windows but glass is heavy yep <laughs> that's all they had to make them lighter with with all these you know with all these things stipulated i Ellen, don't be telling me you're super, <laughs> super serious about your candy. And that quote, it's going to be amazing, end quote. Dude, Mars. You wanna, Mars. Yeah, you want to amaze me? You know what? I, 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 I've been amazed by candy bars when I was six. You want to, um, you want to amaze 46-year-old Craig? Get us to effing Mars. <laughs> your candy bar will not amaze me. I'm not There's... going to use the word awesome. To describe your candy bar because it did not inspire awe. Yeah, and 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 you you <laughs> know that earlier in the week he freaked out the owners of his company, i.e. the stockholders, <laughs> because he was sitting on an earnings call. See, here's the thing: I am sure that Elon Musk, in person or not in person, but in his environment, is in corporate in his corporate environment, is a galactic jackhole. <laughs> I have absolutely no doubt. And I think you have to be to get to where he is. And he went and did the thing that I have seen on a number of smaller occasions turn out very badly. 
i.e. somebody owns a company but wants to leverage more money into it and so sells stock. He sold stock in his company, which led to him having to go onto one of these little <laughs> obligatory things called an earnings call with all of his shareholders, you know, the people that own his company. Yep. And during the call, Musk is sitting there and they're talking about this economic concept that Warren Buffett coined. And he just goes, oh, that's totally lame and boring. <laughs> is wow. that what he did? Yes. He was on, he was, it, the, the, uh, it was a thing wow. called, a, it was a moat. Now I know none of this stuff. I have to go to people that know what they're talking about, but it's a moat is a term coined by Buffett to describe a company's competitive advantage. And Musk in this earning call called these moats lame. Quote. That's a quote. And I went, dude, dude, you are, you are freaking, you are as close as we have to Bruce Wayne, which opens up, <laughs> which opens up my point. You had better be Batman at night. But, <laughs> oh, and if you're not, you better be pretty damn soon and on Mars. <laughs> okay. See, Craig, you're following yeah. my point. Exactly. You ain't Batman. Yeah, ain't on Mars. You're ticking off your investors by calling actual things lame because that's a thing, Ellen. That's a thing, okay? And 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 now you're coming out and telling me you are super super serious <laughs> about your candy company until you Knock decide it until you decides it's lame. Mm -hmm. Knock it off, Mars. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the unwritten uh, the unwritten deal that he signed up for super rich guy bruce wayne type does all this stuff you get to be crazy during the day <laughs> you better be dropping bad guys off of skyscrapers at night exactly <laughs> and getting us to mars get, get, get. did you not see this in the contract this was in <laughs> the agreement well, and it's one of those things too. It's like once you've established, you know, like he he puts out a few really cool things, and he does this cool thing and that cool thing, and there's you, you can buy this, and there's doing the rocket ship thing, and blah de blah. He's like he's he's establishing like okay, this is who I am. This is the thing I do. These are the boundaries I push. These are the technologies I help create. Blah blah blah. And then I'm gonna make a candy bar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> are That's we at the Howard, are we at the Howard Hughes point? Is that what just happened? Did you know? Is he walking nope. around with Kleenex boxes on his head? Yeah, Saving his say, urine in jars? No. <laughs> did he just, did he just, like, did something happen? He decided, you know, okay. Wait, anyway. So was Tesla the first thing that he did? What or is it just the first are, thing that, that, that got successful and global, caused us global to appeal? I don't know. his name? Because he makes the Tesla, right? And then he starts doing the space stuff. And then what does he do? He launches a Tesla into space. space. Well, it's so like, now it's he doesn't candy. Just, he doesn't just have a logo. He has a whole car, you know. So right. that was just him putting his logo yeah. in space. Yeah. So, so what's going to happen with the candy company? What's the ultimate goal with the candy company? Is it edible Tesla? You're going to make a giant. <laughs> it's going to be shaped like a Tesla, and then he's eventually going to make a giant Tesla-sized candy you, bar. You, you drive the Tesla from one location to another, and then you eat it. It's your meal. Right. And then this is and then he he parlays that technology into space travel. So the Mars colonists are going to fly 
their their food supply essentially to Mars, right? Like they're going to eat the rocket. <laughs> okay, here's your answers. Here, here, here's your <laughs> right. Answers. This is where this is going, sure, right? Sure. Okay. Here's your answers. Um, Tesla, the Tesla, of course, the SpaceX Falcon <clears throat> rocket. Um, he co-founded XCOM, which now is PayPal. Right. He's oh, Mr. Pay- he's okay. Mr. PayPal. Okay. Um, his latest idea might be his most ambitious: the transportation transportation system introduced in 2013, still in the formula stages, called Hyperloop. Oh, you know right, that, that thing. Is, right? That's the that's yeah. It's like a um, super fast train. The Zip Two online city guide, Solar City, solar powered systems. He's got a. He's planning for an electric jet. Oh, the electric jet thing that just came out recently, didn't he, it? He he was formative in um, web-based phone calls. That's a boring. Okay, we're done. That's it's, it's getting boring now. Now we're getting <clears throat> okay. into stuff that's like really who cares? Um, Mike, what else is news? <laughs> um, we have this from uh from regular guest Andy, and I'm not sure why. Okay, but he sent it. I don't know if we talked about this. I don't remember. I didn't watch the show. Have you heard about this uh this Smallville cult thing? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, that's not what's oh. how is this going to in any way be funny? No, um, it's it's not funny in any way. It's it's really sad and painful. Well, it's the two actresses and the then but the one got out and then the other one ended up ended up uh Allison kind Mack. of becoming like the number 2 yeah, in charge. Well, there's there's actually and they're like they're looking for her. I Al- guess. Allison yeah. Mack is that Allison <laughs> yeah, Mack? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's a number of of Hollywood types actresses who got involved in this. Um, what's her name? Can't think of her name. She was in Battle Callie on Battlestar Galactica. Oh yep. yeah, that was the that was the first time I heard of this. Do not Google Hollywood sex cult. The the, the results will be sad. Nikki Klein. Um, so do you know why Andy is sending well? us this? I I have no idea. Okay. Uh, we don't really shoot was he on next week <laughs> <laughs> like that's not how we do this you bring the story with you no it's ando that's next week not yeah. andy no this week is jim not james not james <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah it's it's messed up it's really messed up yeah so apparently it, uh according to this thing this was it her idea to do the branding thing? I don't know. I don't want to know. My my the, hunch is that that's the dude who's in charge of this because it's his initials that are being branded. It's his and hers, like overlaid oh, right? on each other. That's what this says. Yeah. Well, at least it's an equal opportunity. Creepy. Mm. All right. So, um, happy news. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, did you hear about the uh, Michigan police cat? What? That got named by a Twitter poll. Hold it. What? First of all, yes. (laughs) Michigan police cat. There's a... The police department in Troy, Michigan somehow ended up with a kitten. Okay. They became, you know, it whatever, its mother abandoned it on their back step. Now it's like their mascot. Now it's their mascot. So they they had a Twitter poll. I thought it was out arresting people. They... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What does that siren sound like? Well, police... Well, police dog means... Like a canine, canine unit sure. or something like yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. or something that's been German trained Shepherd. to take a yes. person down, you know, mm-hmm. anything like that. But like, so I'm like, police cat. What is this? Like, you know, 
<laughs> it's a tiger. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> but anyway, it's a, it's a it's a uh, it's a mascot. Call okay. back to the uh, stuff before we were recording. Yeah. Um. No, the important part is they asked the internet to name it. Of course they did. You know, Bodie, Cat- Bodie McBoat Catty face. McCat and, face. Um, oh, is there something with the pose? Did the did the letters P U S? No. Make it into the name that won. No, you're right with P though. Okay. It's Poffisor badges. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, good lord. <laughs> I'm better with that than I am with Caddy McCatface or something using the word pussy. <laughs> that's that's cute right that's adorable mm-hmm. so the cat people came out all the all the cat the cat meme loving people they came out of the woodwork and made sure that the cat didn't get named catty mccatface and got a cute name that's yeah, fine per, that's good per perlock holmes yeah <laughs> well that, that's that they'll change his name to that when he gets detective grade oh there you go he's detective he still needs holmes. to get his shield yeah Officer badges will be used <laughs> for therapeutic purposes oh. and to make public appearances. Another job, according to the cops, keeping an eye on the canine unit. Wah, wah. That's going to go live with uh, Sergeant Megan Lehman, <laughs> who already has two two kitties at home. Oh boy, that so, that cat's going to go in there and put get, get those other cats in line. <laughs> that's right. No more no more screwing around. Going to do things by the book. Do you think Poffice, do you think Officer Badges is a by the book or is or is Officer Badges a uh, you know a a, a rig style loose cannon <laughs> loose cat. cannon yeah you want my shield is that what you want I want you to get under control slams you know, like slams his water dish down on the on the captain's desk storms out of the room. You want my tender vittles? Is that what you want? All hopped up on catnip all the time. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Badges! Are you on catnip? <laughs> Don't make me get out the laser pointer. <laughs> there's, a car- there's a cartoon in there. Yep. <laughs> there's absolutely like a, a, an adult swim 10-minute cartoon in there. <laughs> Quick, learn claymation. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yep. Um, I've got something I'd like to share. Not a news item. You're in a sharing mood. But it's it's interesting. It's funny. Um, Anything to bring us back up after Andy brought us. Well, and here here we go. We're not gonna play. (laughs) I'm gonna give you a little bit of setup. We're not gonna play the whole thing, but we'll we'll link to it, and you can go listen to the whole thing if you want to. Um, it's actually a video you can watch it too, but the, the sounds are the important part. You know, every actor and actress has, uh, their style. There are some who are very good at kind of immersing themselves in a role. And then there are some who being unrecognizable, being unrecognizable. And then there are some who kind of, you know, like you recognize their thing, you know, Christopher Walken's voice is very recognizable. Tom Hanks always plays Tom Hanks, just a slightly different version. He's just a really, I'm, I'm this really likable guy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, well, we all know that, um, and I'm, I can't do his voice, but I'm going to try to do his cadence. Uh, we all um, uh, know that Jeff, uh, yeah, uh, Goldblum has sort of a hmm, a way of hmm, speaking, right? Yeah, a way of speaking where he uh, yes. sort of makes mm, little 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 noises, you know, sure. say, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where uh, 
where he speaks like that, you know, speaks like that um, and uh, punctuates with uh, sounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody uh, at Nerdist went through every Jeff Goldblum movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, good, 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 good. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, I see. He's going to... Look at this. Hold it right there. Yep. Oh, see you. Very, very, very... I'm so... I don't want to talk about it. Hey, Over a four-minute clip. Wow, <laughs> of Jeff Goldblum making noises. So is the, is that is that the definitive, <laughs> ultimate, uh, comprehensive collection of every verbal pause and weird sound that Jeff Goldblum has ever made in every movie? Sure, why not? Okay, until the next Jurassic uh, World, Jurassic Park, World thing whatever. comes out that he's in. Sure, I'm sure he'll he'll have five or six in there. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, mm. uh, yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> and and you do wonder when you're the director, you know you're hiring that. Yeah, you know. So you've got you've got to and and film. I I do stage when I do anything. Yeah, when it artistic, I guess. I the movie is much more tightly edited. At least good ones are, and. You just wonder how much that's built into the that's baked into the cake, and how much the director is sitting there in post with the editor, going, "Oh my god!" He he went uh right in the middle of the sentence, right of the best take, yeah, right. four times. Yes, we have exactly. to leave it all in. We don't have a cutaway shot for this. We don't have a reaction shot from the other actor <laughs> that we can snip out the us. <laughs> We've got. He's it's it's we we were the ones that said, you know, who would be great for this. Jeff Goldblum would be great for this. <laughs> well, they're on they're on they're on set that day. And the, uh, you know, the A.D. comes up and says, all right, uh, um, everybody take 10. We're going to change out and put in the big film role because Goldblum's <laughs> on set today. Right, right. <laughs> the extra long, more more celluloid in it film role. Yeah, but because he's going this... to increase everything by twenty percent of uh uh. Mm. Well, that was just what I was wondering if 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 the rule is yeah. one pa- one page in a screenplay equals one minute on screen. When it's dialogue, what's yes. one page of Jeff Goldblum's a minute twenty movie? It's a minute. It's a <laughs> or a minute. No, I guess it would be a minute twelve something. Yeah, yeah it's it's twenty percent. Well, there's pauses yeah. too. You know, sure. he, he takes, he pauses just his round, speech. Round it up, say a minute and a half, just in case, just to yeah. be safe. Just plan for that. <laughs> we don't want to end up with a four-hour movie. And also, <laughs> if it's an all-action sequence that involves Goldblum, it's more like... Um, it's closer to it's a, closer a, like minute, th- a minute eight. Three minutes per... <laughs> it's it's closer to like three minutes per page. All-action? Why? Um, because everything happens, or, you know, they, they can you can describe more action stuff. Like, they don't, they don't choreograph the 
the fight oh, scene oh, oh, three on the screenplay. Page, sure, they sure, just sure. say, you know, so-and-so fights so-and-so, blah, blah, blah happens. This thing falls. Another person happens, you know, and it might be a five-minute fight sequence that's described in a page, page and a half. But if Goldblum's involved, you got to lengthen that, too, because he's going <laughs> to, even if he's not speaking, he's going to go, oh, uh. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be hesitating physically yeah. like oh do i go what, what, uh, uh, which way uh, do i uh, yeah. what, what do i get the gun in the thing uh, uh, what? yeah <laughs> exactly Spe- specifically to your point i commend to you the screenplays for in my judgment the two best fist fights in the history of tv or of, of movies i should say uh number one the godfather the beating that uh that sunny puts into carlos yeah yep puts into carlo and the other one is the put on the glasses fight at the heart of they live. <laughs> That's Mike. You know this. The movie is they live. It's Roddy Roddy Piper and what's his name, Keith Daniel, something like that. Oh gosh, I only know Roddy Roddy Piper. I've never committed the balance of the cast to the memory. The cripple fight from South oh, Park is I've never a shot-for-shot shot remake okay. of that fight sequence. I, it's I like haven't four seen... minutes of two middle-aged kind of pudgy guys just beating the crap out of each other. Keith David. Keith David, that's what it was. Keith Daniels, okay, like I've, somebody I know. <laughs> I've seen yeah, a cripple Keith... fight. I have not seen They Live. No, you have not? Okay. Okay, pause the recording. Go watch. Wait. <laughs> I, I'm serious when I say that that fight uh, we used to use that at the Renaissance Fair <laughs> as an example of one of the key points in any choreography, whether it be on stage or in the street or in a movie, is a thing they call motivation. And the motivation of that fight is <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper telling the other guy, put on these Ray-Bans. Put on these sunglasses. Put on these sunglasses. And the guy says to him, no. And he says it with such conviction <laughs> and such credibility that you believe he would actually fight someone in this horrific WWF-style wrestling match, except it takes place in an alley. So there's no mat to fall on. It's concrete. <laughs> and he's slamming him into a garbage dumpster. And he's... <laughs> And he's beating the. It's a, it's a knockdown, drag out. Like, well, but, it is not a fancy no, no, fist fight at all. It's nasty, dirty, gritty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's a lot and of ooh, ooh. And, it, <laughs> and it's all about put on the glasses. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's an absolute must see. So, but if you look at the script for that, it's, to my it's point, probably one line. Yeah, they probably, they it, fight. It they probably, fight. Yeah, it says not a fight's frank. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> around, but around the around the issue of put on the glasses, and because Rowdy Roddy Piper was a, a lifelong WWF Hall of Famer, you know he he knew how to choreograph a fake fight, or well, a fight where I'm sure a lot of people got bruises and bumps, yeah. but to sell a vicious street fight type thing, it's great. And but yeah, the the proportionality between it and the the page size was probably pretty high well that's a ridiculous one that's one that just keeps on going (laughs) love it i love it between that and the brilliant john carpenter soundtrack which consists of eight bass notes it just really (laughs) john carpenter's soundtracks are always bizarre he's got ones that he does all that weird electronic stuff in some of his horror movies salt on precinct what is it 14 precinct 13 Precinct 13. That's it. Yeah, it's Assault on Precinct 13, which is grossly underappreciated. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum would like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, can I, can I, 
I have yeah. one story about stupid people. Absolutely. One. one. <laughs> My <laughs> ass, you have one story. <laughs> well, there's one he's going to share with us right now. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, this broke actually before I was coming on last time in the middle of April, but I kept it just because there are so many questions I, as a former newspaper reporter, want to ask. Um, the headline, this one from the Independent out of England, but it was all over the country. U.S. Air National Guard member fired over woman who took enlistment oath with dinosaur puppet. Yeah. <laughs> Subhead, it was not immediately clear why the puppet was used. As if there was possibly a rational, normal explanation. Well, there's an explanation, whether it's rational or normal. Right, because this is the thing, and and I try not to be too serious. It's a nerd burger after all. We're here to have fun, but people take this oath very seriously. You know, yeah. it's something where people are agreeing to die to defend their country right. and its constitution. You know, you are signing up, and and I sometimes think, and I look, I have a lot of friends who are guards people. Don't get me wrong; I am not insulting the guard, but I sometimes think outsiders look at the guard as Oh, you guys are just support. You're not the real army. You're not in the real Navy, Air Force, Marines. You're not the tip of the spear. I got news for you. Lots of guards people get killed because they agreed to do this job. Oh, yeah. And in an era when we have a lot more deployments than we have soldiers, these people get sent to some really bad places. Like a regular guest, James who went twice as a Georgia National Guard. There you go. And we honor that service. And, to and Af Afghanistan. For, and I've, the picture is right here. The officer swearing this lady in is clearly trying to suppress a smile. And she's standing there with a dinosaur puppet on her hand. Well, somebody shot video of it, right? Yes. And I'm, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, who? Remember, it's the second rule of bureaucromancy. Always be the person in the room with the courage to stand up and say, hey, um, does anyone else think this is just a bad idea? <laughs> be that person. Always be that person. Because it's a dumb, you know, and I'm, a, and I'm horrified to think, was this the favorite puppet of her beloved son who died of brain cancer at age one? You know, was this something that brought joy to her 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 mother when she was dying of this, of dementia? I don't know. It doesn't belong there. And you just look at the thing. and You're like, did you? Wh why did you ever think this was a good plan? Well, the thing that escalates it is she didn't just hold the puppet. She had it on her hand. She the puppet spoke. Yeah. She used it Moving. like a ventriloquist dummy, where she didn't where she wasn't ventriloquisting. You know, she moved the yeah. puppet. Yeah, it moved its mouth. That's pushing it. Now, here's the thing. I am personally of the opinion that you don't need anything. Or if you want to have something, you can have whatever it is you want. There's, there's nothing magical about swearing on the Bible. You can right, swear right. on another religious text. You can swear on nothing. You can just go up there and raise your hand and take the oath. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but... Yeah, the puppet thing is like, ooh, yeah. I mean, just, you know, have a little bit of decorum and, and take your what you're doing seriously. Well, and you don't take this oath on the Bible uh, or, on, or on God. You just, you're swearing on your honor. 
when you take this oath. Right. Just but but I'm just speaking to any oath. Like you, yeah, there's, yeah. there's nothing magical about the about a book being there. Nope. So, nope. Many people, you know, there's it's traditional for a lot of things, and many people will do it. But you know, if you can just go up there and put your hand up and and repeat the words, is it, it it's the words and the intention behind them and the conviction of the oath that you're taking that's the important part. A bunch, um, so, I give, yeah. So keep the puppet in the, in in your pocket. You know, I, it I, doesn't I, need I, to be there. I give a lot of oaths in my line of work. I probably give maybe a hundred, hundred fifty a year. Wow, administer you yeah. mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I that's one of the things clerks do. No, he, and, he takes 150 oaths. That's how he gets. That's how his wife gets him to get stuff done. I swear, she demands oaths. Well, he did, yeah, I don't think he said it work. Yeah, <laughs> Michelle. Will, Michelle says, "Hey, come over here. It's you're gonna that get, time you're gonna, again. You're gonna get the lawn mowed. Uh, I'll get around to it. No, 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 no. Say the words every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday." <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you you give a lot of oaths, yeah, in in the county clerk, right? Yeah, no, no, city clerk, city clerk, and and I um I I give a lot of these oaths, and one of the things that we did, oh gosh, it's got to be eight years ago, nine years ago, we got rid of the "so help me God" part to the <laughs> consternation of some, sure. but we just now say under the pains and penalty of perjury in the state of Wisconsin, Whew. we're like. So, you know, <laughs> if you're inclined to lie under oath and commit a felony, you go nuts. Yeah. That, well, that, it, it would seem to me that that would, uh, you know, have more legal standing. The, the, new, the new phrase as opposed to the old phrase. Legally, we're, legally there's the only, you've got actual yeah, legal repercussions sure. you can levy on the person well, here. Well, in your oath it said. <laughs> Whereas if you take it, you know. Um, Ooh, under God, ow. then like you know, what what is the person? Yeah, what does like, that if you, mean? If you break it, you're like, well, you know, well, separation of church and state. We can force that, right? <laughs> I guess you've got somebody to answer to later, but I can't do anything right now. But now, but you, yeah, you put the penalty and perjury thing in there. That's a different beast. Anyway. And and just 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 for the record, if you want to know how seriously the military takes this, lifetime lieutenant colonel. This guy was a short colonel in this movie, demoted and basically told resign or be terminated. De- yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, demoted and, and forcibly resigned so that so that uh you know whatever benefits or pension or, or whatever is now much less than it would have been oh wow he had just been named colonel he had just been made a full bird which if you don't know is a really hard thing to get all right yeah Happier, wow. Anyway, happy mm-hmm. story. Anything else? <laughs> what else have we got here? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, I just wanted to. I, I had a question for Jim. Oh, there's there's one city clerk. Yes, it, and it's you. It's me for the city. For the city. Cool. And so, yeah. um, do you get your name on plaques on buildings? Yeah. Uh, yes. So, how many buildings in the city of Milwaukee, or or projects, you know, constructed things? have a plaque with your name on them. Oh, we're not in a building mode at this point. I mean, that's unfortunately the case. Oh, no. uh, if you if you want to know where I am, I'm up. If uh, this is this is a true story, uh, I thought I would have told this back in April of 2012 when I was first elected city clerk uh, by the Common Council. My deputy came in and gave me a little slip of paper. Uh, I would say, let's call it an inch and a half by three inches. And said, sign your name in that. And I was in the middle of a million things, but I always did what she told me. <laughs> and so I, well, no, she was, she was, well, 
she remains. She's now the city administrator in West Dallas. Um, but she was always more stowed away than I was. So I said, sure, why not? Absolutely. Well, that wound up being the digital image she scanned mm, and put on every <laughs> every license in the city of Milwaukee. Did yeah. you put like a little smiley face over the eye <laughs> in gym or something stupid? Or it's, thought it's, you'd be funny and make a joke with her? Sloppy and un unrecognizable you as your it. actual name. A heart over the eye in Ozarski. <laughs> it's like it's 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 how you sign a credit card receipt, not how you how you exactly. would sign it so someone can actually read it. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah. And so uh, <laughs> and and so now if you go into any bar or any restaurant in the city of Milwaukee. They uh, have to have my name on their license prominently displayed. And the word in the code is prominently displayed. <laughs> and so one time, and this has happened more than once, but the one I remember most vividly, my family had gone out for sushi. And I was standing waiting to pay the check. <laughs> and my son and I were standing at the front. And I pointed out to him behind the counter, the, oh, look, there's their license and there's daddy's signature. And we were looking at it. And the nice lady came around to the front and said, may I help you? And we were paying the check. She said, well, what's with that document? And my son blurted out, that's my dad. And the lady looked at me and went, your dinner is free. <laughs> she thought you were the inspector. <laughs> yeah. And I went, no, 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 no way. Is that how this works? No, that is not, that is, that is not how that goes. Yeah. So, so it's, you, uh, you know, frequently you go, you go to a, you know, a restaurant and you, you turn your head and you happen to, your eyes just happen to fall on the squiggle, squiggle. Yeah. <laughs> and you go, yeah. Yeah, that's that's because there there are literally thousands of these, as you can imagine. Yeah, um, in a city of bars, and uh, so you have there's you, you have since fixed this, right? Oh no, oh no, this is government. You're, if you're, the mistake is made, it's forever. You're not going to try. You're just gonna you're just gonna no, roll, no, roll with it. It's it is what it is. I, <laughs> well, now it's what well, he's known for. Sure. Well, but here's here's the thing with licenses, and here's why having them look a certain way is important. You're familiar with IHOP, yeah? Sure. The International Inter House of Pancakes. Yeah, yummy. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had uh, <laughs> we had two of them open up. Some this is some years ago now. We had two of them open up in town, and um, we had a uh, an inspector go in, health inspector, check it out, right? That's what you do. And the inspector comes in and says, all right, well, let's start the inspection. Show me your license. And the lady to whom he is speaking has this moment of Wayne's World flashback. What do I mean? There you go. Let's go into her mind for a moment where she is trying to figure out how to deal with the fact that she knows her restaurant doesn't have a license. Uh-oh. How does she know this? Her boyfriend, the manager, has told her this. <laughs> um, managers of restaurants are on my short list of people I most pity. They are not the owner. They are not the franchisee. They're working 60 to 80 hours a week for about 50 grand. 
it's a really bad job, especially for a chain. This guy knew he didn't have a license. His owner, the franchisee holder, had told him that they were under risk of losing their franchise, not because they didn't have a license, corporate didn't care, but because they had insufficient levels of kitchen quality, industrial quality kitchen stuff. <laughs> Ovens, toaster. So he tells him, go out on the, on the franchise credit card and buy these. Well, guess what? What do you need when you go into an industrial kitchen place to try to buy gear? You have to show them your license. They demand it. Really? Yep. So what did he do? He went out and found the last license they had, which was probably over a decade old. <laughs> oh, no. Took white out. To no. <laughs> and changed it around. And are they went. white? <laughs> they're they're well, no, they're they're blue. They're yeah, blue. with they're like blue some kind white. of like watermark printing all over them. Yeah, uh huh. Mm -hmm. But see, the dude at the industrial kitchen place, he didn't care that much. <laughs> you know, that was not he was not that hey, deeply into it. It's a sale, right? There you go. There you go. You're following the story it's, now. It's a multi-thousand-dollar sale, probably. Yes. I can overlook that little thing that I I'm going to pretend I didn't see. I think you showed me a perfectly valid license, exactly. citizen. Thank you. <laughs> Here is your $4,000 worth of ovens, toasters, and dishwashers. <laughs> so he takes them away. Dude comes back, shows gear to girlfriend, and says, <laughs> sweetie, I got this to get, and he shows her the fake license. He then files it and shows her where he filed it. <laughs> Dude is not in. Flashback to present where inspector is now in restaurant. Lady talking to person says, wait, I think I do have a license. <laughs> Uh-oh. Goes folder where boyfriend showed her, produces it, I'm sure with the biggest, brightest smile she could muster. Mm -hmm. I'm compliant. Look at us. Inspector is having none of it mm -hmm. and says, ma'am, this is a fraudulent document, clearly doctored, clearly doctored. You are shut down. And here's a citation for presenting false documents to an inspector. And uh, it took them about six weeks to get themselves reopened. Wow. <laughs> so. My signature, and one of the things, and and she said to the guy, well, how do you know? He goes, ma'am, these look substantially different now. They don't even, forget about the whiteout you <laughs> put on here. They don't even look like this anymore. Mm -hmm. And by the way, the name on the signature line has changed. It wasn't even my signature. <laughs> it was the previous. Yeah, it was actually, before then, they were all signed by the uh, Commissioner of Health. Ah, <laughs> and so we took over the issuance of those licenses in the interim. So yes, that that little piece of scribble. Yeah, next time you're up these ways, you can look around, and your buddy Jim is right there on the wall, verifying that yep, they showed up to get their actual license. <laughs> get licensed, kids. That's important. So if it's a, if it's an illegible signature, 
it's probably, probably right it's probably valid, valid yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, it's a, if, if it's a neat 1950s-esque book hand that might be my predecessor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh boy let's see uh jim we often talk with uh talk about sammy peeps yes. on the show but you were just on the show two weeks ago and we we did a little sammy peeps story we're going to try we're gonna think we're gonna shake this up a little bit you've got another book I, I do. Uh, we're getting ready to move. We actually moved it, uh, our municipal reference library. And the really, really nice librarians down there said, there are just a bunch of books that we don't want to move into our new facility. And they provided a list. And they said, first come, first served. And so I said, well, look at this. Emily Post's Book of Etiquette. <laughs> and I went, I would like that. Copyright, I what, have, copyright what year? Uh Here's the part where I get into the story and I go on a wind. I'm going to have to ask the panel, in what year was Emily Post's most recent book of etiquette published? <laughs> I have no idea, but it's got to be at least 50 years ago. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about this, right? Uh, it's going to be one of those 40 uh, years ago. Who, who wants I, to I guess first? Are, are, are Price is Right rules? Sure. Price is Right rules. I'll say this, it's nice. 19- this is the, eight, sorry, the 18th edition. Go on. 18th. Wow. Okay, well, so it's a ways down the edition list. Um, you kind of went uh, a little bit, so I'm going to say it was 1967. Wait, how, I'm not sure how the Price is Right rules work in this. Can, without going over. Without you can, going You can over. say 68 and screw me, because it's probably, it might be more recent than that. Otherwise, we're both over. Or you can undershoot me if you think I didn't go back far 66. enough. 66. <laughs> what? That's the worst prices bidding I've oh, ever what? seen. Oh, I, I got confused. <laughs> um, okay, uh, 55. 19. April, tw- April 2017. What? 19th edition. Are they, they're wow. making... How big is this book you told us? Tell everybody. 857 pages. Of etiquette. Yeah. That's global etiquette that covers like everything you could possibly ever need to know about. This is so great. I'm going to start losing it's it gonna, again. It's going to feel, a lot of it, what's in there is going to feel like it's right out of the 50s. I have this, that, that, okay. I have this feeling, but go ahead, Wait, go who's, ahead. They, who's the now, other etiquette lady? I've never heard of Emily Post. Miss Manners. Oh, it is Miss Manners. Man- okay. No, Miss Manners is the one you're thinking of. Yeah, Emily yeah, Post yeah. is the standard. Okay. She actually was the standard for many, many years. Um, and it is, I, I, there's, I want to take two paths. My first path is the thing that I think both of you intuited when you started talking about the 1960s. Let me go. Here we go. Where is it? This is a really big book. Here we are. Let's talk about manners with respect to our national anthem. Oh, here we go. For example, quiz for the panel. You are at the (laughs) baseball game. You have gotten your little miniature helmet filled with pretzels and cheese <laughs> and an extra large Mountain Dew. Because it's 2018, right? You are, making your yeah. way, you are making your way back to the your seats. You're not at your seats. And the national anthem, particularly according to the book, you hear the strains, oh, say, can you see? What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> well, you don't put the little hat on your head. Well, you... I know that because you're supposed to take your hat off. You... 
You you wouldn't do that anyway because it's full of pretzels and cheese. Yeah, but <laughs> the point I'm making is you don't have your hat on. So if I've got oh, so okay. if the rule was put your hat on instead of take your I'm hat go, off. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go full on 50s, 60s. Uh, like you know, cheese. This on is my this head. is the point where I stop. I face in the general direction of where the music is coming from. The I field, put my yeah. my my little hat of cheese and uh, chips on the and my drink on the floor. <laughs> I stand up straight. I place my right hand on my heart and I sing along. And if somebody is going, somebody takes my Mountain Dew, I let them. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Wow. Mike, what would you do? Um, you kind of, uh, you, 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 yeah, all of that, except for, I don't think you have to put your stuff down just as long as, uh, as, as maybe you try to like, Get it all in one hand so you can put your your is it your right hand over your heart and you turn mm-hmm. and you turn and face toward wherever. I don't think you have to sing along. You just have to stop and take if your hat off if, if you you're have a hat on. Goddamn American, you better be singing along. <laughs> I don't think you have to sing along. What are you, a communist? <laughs> no, the communist is the guy who comes up and steals your Mountain Dew. <laughs> well, no, he's the he steals the Mountain Dew and then gives a little bit of it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, unless he's in charge. And then he takes it all for himself. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Because that's how okay, it Jim, works. So, Jim, what's, what's the proper etiquette according the to The proper you? etiquette. Uh, Craig was closest. <laughs> Without you going over. You may hold on to your food. <laughs> uh-huh. However, you are not obligated to sing. That means I'm the closest. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Jim, that's true. Yeah, I, yeah. I overshot. I went you, way you more must, strict. You must stand respectfully and listen. So okay, so here's do you have define, to turn and face the the direction? Yes, yes. <laughs> define. To, well, here's now, you don't flag. you don't have to sing, so your mouth doesn't have to be making words, but you have to be respectful. But you can hold on to your stuff. You're saying so. I've got my right hand on my heart, and I've got the other stuff kind of cradled in my left hand. Can I reach over with my mouth? <laughs> And take a sip of my drink or grab a chip and dip it. I'm saying Emily <laughs> as long Moses as I am left. facing the right direction and right hand over if the heart. If you can pull that off without spilling, <laughs> yes. I, I think I think that gets you on ESPN's Come On Man. <laughs> I, I think at I think at that point they're all gonna be look the boomer is gonna look at you and go, Come on, man, wait till you get back to your seat. Don't do it. And this, but so that was the one. But this was the other one with respect to the national anthem that really prompted my putting this on my list for this week. Okay, was okay. What is the etiquette for when the Star Spangled Banner is played at the function you're attending in the evening? Oh, you do something the, different in the, the evening by the band. Oh, when the band just plays the music, there's no there's singer. No, right, there's no singer. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't, I, are there still events at which people where suddenly the band, first of all, who goes to events where there's live bands? And I, I, I get yeah, the, the fifties, people in the fifties, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, you're having, you're having your cocktail and your dinner and there's like, <laughs> going in the background. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, oh, say, can you see? No, not the words. Just well, no, I, that, yeah. but because yeah. I can't do the tune on the drum. <laughs> but no, the, 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 
yeah, that happens. Okay. You're like, wait, what do I do? <laughs> when did that happen at an event? When have like, I ever been at an event every, where the band you know, it's like, played the anthem? There's like, uh, what, eight, eight, eight topper round tables everywhere. Everybody's sitting down. Yes. Right, napkins on their laps. What do you do? You are, you are following my logic. I don't this know. Is, this is, I was reading this going, I can't does imagine. this actually happen? In the 50s, I mean, what? Yeah. And and this is this is the <laughs> the nineteenth edition from April of two thousand seventeen. <laughs> yes. Um. Sounds like one of those books of etiquette where they sounds like they, they change stuff, but they never remove anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we haven't covered how long this book is yet, have we? Yeah, it's uh, eight hundred and fifty-seven pages. <laughs> Good lord. So yeah, there you go. They just leave stuff in and add new stuff. Eight eight point five font. <laughs> Tiny. No illustrations. No, it's actually written in a in a fairly readable font. It's actually very well organized. You know why it has to be in a readable font? Because the people who use these things were alive in the 50s and therefore are really old and need big typeface to read. All right, then I'm going to flip. <laughs> okay. Wait, well, wait what, what's, what's the answer? What's to the this? etiquette for the evening thing? Oh, sorry. For the evening, if you are at an event where the band strikes up the Star Spangled Banner. Like they do. You are, they, sure. they, like, well, right, as they do. Okay, let's say you, you, it happens, to, it happens one time. Yeah. You're just like, oh, I know, I know what to do. Let's go, Jim, tell us. You're going to be the one person at the event that knows what to do. There's no, a, okay, there... now, okay, I'm Roman Catholic, all right? And as you probably know, in traditional, reasonably traditional Roman Catholicism, there's a whole lot of uppy downy behavior. Yeah. Stand sit, sit kneel. kneel, stand sit kneel, all that. And handshakes and all this other. There's a lot of ritual that goes along with the liturgy. I have had more than one person tell me, Jim, just please let me sit beside you, behind you, so I know what to do. Sure. Just so I don't miss my cues, which, you know, it's <laughs> fairly respectful. I take this as the same thing. If you're the person that does this, you're going to be the only one doing it. <laughs> Because this is the thing, I, I, I was reading some of these things thinking, one of my staff members and I have a daily ritual we go through where she comes in and I open it up to a given page and we decide what the Lord wanted us to know with respect to etiquette today. <laughs> Just random etiquette. Bitch. Just okay. random etiquette. And so I picked it up. And with this one, to answer the question, sorry that I missed this, uh, to, to pick the answer to the question was if you are at an event and the band strikes this up, as we said, as they do, you, the host, is rude if he or she has not provided you a flag to look towards. Oh, like then, as part of like the, the centerpiece of the table, or at least on the or wall, something or, on the yeah. wall, or a flag so, on a pole over there by the dais. Yeah. Yeah. They are obligated to do that so that you can stand. Put your hand, as you say, over your heart wow. and properly address it. Wow. You have to stand. Oh, yes. Well, sure. You have to stand with the hand over the heart thing, yeah. but this is more for the host. The host like has to have their have their crap in they order. They have to have something for you to to stand in and, and put your hand over your heart and look at. Because you, know you know when the last time was that I heard the national anthem played by a band without words at the end in, in the evening? Fireworks. No. No, I no? think it was probably when when TV when the TV station was going off oh. the air <laughs> at eleven thirty at night on yep. a weeknight in like eighty three nineteen eighty three back when TV, TV wasn't 24, have, 24 yeah, hours yeah, yeah. 
they played the national anthem at the end and they they put a flag on the on the screen before infomercials were invented yeah yeah (laughs) okay moving along what else we got it okay i hope i hope that there is a, a a somebody listening to this that is in charge somewhere where they have a band yeah. that that plays during dinners and like a band leader and says i'm going to i'm going to have us learn the star spangled banner and we're going to launch into it and we're going to make sure that it's we have a flag in the room somewhere and i'm going to see how many people know and then i'm going <laughs> to email and then i'm going to email those guys at nerdburger and tell them what happened it's like <laughs> it's like that's 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 cousin eddie in christmas was it christmas vacation what vacation was it christmas vacation when the like the, the national anthem starts playing and they all stand up and the the old the old grandma or whatever is like doesn't know the words or no when she starts she's given the prayer and she starts reciting the national anthem <laughs> she's given the prayer at the table and he stands and up and Eddie stands up and puts his hand over his heart Eddie Eddie had his he had his he etiquette knew. manual he wow. knew what to do even at that was at dinner it was the only thing he knew how to do <laughs> but that's See, and that's the thing. I just wonder <laughs> who, who is fa- and and the new edition, the new edition. Let it be said, uh, does try to address some of the new issues of of the twenty first century. When is it polite to unfriend someone on Facebook? Wow. Oh yeah. Um. On um, that on that day of the year when you're supposed to unfriend people, isn't there a day? There's. <laughs> It's actually quite it's actually several pages on the topic. Wow. Um, but this this one I enjoyed and I and I I'll leave this looking. I'll put a button here with this little quiz. You are in the middle seat. On an airplane row of three. Mm-hmm. Are you entitled to both armrests? <laughs> well, given that I'm an entitled SOB. Yeah. <laughs> but am I entitled to both? I get to do I get to use both armrests like are they are they yours I get them and and the people on the ends have to just kind of lean to one side to, they yeah, only they get they deal. only get their one armrest that's the that's the concession for being in the middle seat is you get both armrests <laughs> you don't get the aisle so easy you know easy you know a little more space for your legs to stretch out you don't have the window seat for a for a view so you're in the middle you get both armrests that's your I'm gonna go ahead and say pay, yeah your payment yeah you are entitled <laughs> according to this book Sure, I'm going to the, I'm gonna go with that too. Why not? Shot in the goal, gentlemen. It is <laughs> really. It is your. It is because you have the burden of the middle seat. The only concessions made would be for people of size. <laughs> uh, that being sitting in one of the other seats. Right. Okay. And what and a- there's a there's there's actually a fair amount of information here about which seats you should pick in an airplane and what is the etiquette for how to swap seats if again you're of size and someone else is not or whatever. <laughs> how people pick seats. I want to take that page along. I was just going to say <laughs> and I point never... out to people you are in the wrong seat, sir. <laughs> no, no, just the middle. According to this right here, you should be. Yeah. Well, the armrest thing, though, I want to photocopy that page and have it laminated and tape it up to the back of the seat in front of me and pick and and get a ticket in the middle seat and tape that up and go bam with my arms and just sit there the whole time. And if the guy, if anybody even bumps me once with their elbow, I'm going to go and point 
But you're gonna do, you're gonna you're gonna point by not raising your arms off the armrest. You're just gonna point well, no, your I'll fingers po- up. I'll point. No, I'll point with the other arm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to give up those armrests though. You move your arm, they're gonna take it from you. What do they do with like super? You know, the super jumbo jets with uh, that have like five seats across the middle. Ooh. Ooh. Well, yeah, I think do. no. I, it works. It it just uh it it rolls downhill. The if it's four seats in the middle, then you have a problem because then the two in the middle, like who gets who, who gets which precedence? one of those people gets the gets the uh, the the very middle armrest. They, and they and, arm and let it be it. said, you know, we're and I think <laughs> one fight. of the things does the that book cover can... that? <laughs> what about when there's four seats in a row? It's like urinal. <laughs> it's like urinal etiquette. You've seen the photos of like when you go into a place that has five urinals. Which urinal do you use as a guy? If there's like if they're if they're all open. Which is the first one you pick? That I don't know. Well, it's, but it's a joke. It's like, you know, if you go in there. Oh, no, this is real. You never stand right next to somebody. <laughs> unless, unless you absolutely, you absolutely have to. Absolutely no. have to. Yeah, but that's the, and that's, that's the joke that the thing tells. It's like right. if it's wide open, you take one of the ones at the end so you leave as much sure. space open for others. If you go in there and somebody's at one of the ones at the end, you go to the other end. And then if those two are taken, you go to the middle. and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you never pick no. n- numbers two or, or four. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, what is wrong with you, my God? It's interesting, though. Um, I, I have noticed more and more on that subject. Uh, first of all, we're doing better on the courtesy flush. That's That I'm noticing a lot. But I am noticing more and more generationally, especially younger people, they don't want to stand by you at all. Even if the, the, the men's room in my office space is a two, and if somebody's standing at the one, somebody's hitting the stall rather than going to the other urinal. Really? That's a thing. That's a thing now. That's a thing now. I'm noticing that. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's certainly not where I'm from, but there you go. Okay. Describe, describe the, uh, what, what you mean by the urinal courtesy flush. Uh, not the urinal courtesy flush that just generally in terms of the uh, sit down toilet, you know, you walk, you're in there getting a road wind. Damn it. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I know. I know where you're headed. You're in there. What now? (laughs) You're you're in there getting your road win, uh, at the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You've heard Zabin talk about the road win, yeah. Going to a, using an unfamiliar unfamiliar sure. toilet, yeah, <laughs> yeah for for seated business, and uh, you you walk in there, and uh, you walk in, you know, it's come on, this is basic guy common sense. I hope ladies do this too. I don't know. I just know that I was trained this by my father, who really didn't pass along a lot of that kind of wisdom to me, but he said if you're in there doing your business. And somebody else walks into the men's room, you flush immediately. Oh, to let them know. Yeah. Well, not just that, to get rid of it so that you're, you know, because there's a scent here, folks. <laughs> no, you see, I don't, I disagree with that. Uh, I think that, that the, the flushing kick, kicks up enough, uh, molecule momentum and and, and actually <laughs> spreads, spreads it around it. more than if you yeah. just let it sit and, and finish. Yeah. I'm saying the courtesy flush is a better thing. Just, I, I was. I question. I question the science. I was mistaken. <laughs> I was mistaken. It's Aunt. It's Aunt Bethany's Star Spangled Banner. It's at the end when everything's blowing up. Christmas vacation. Yeah, Christmas yeah. vacation. At when when you know, the, at the end of the whole sequence. That's the point where the the Santa sleigh and all the reindeer are shooting through the sky on fire. <laughs> after the SWAT team has showed up, yeah. <laughs> after uh, the boss has been kidnapped, all that, and Aunt Bethany's in the window singing. <laughs> Cousin Eddie gets up, and eventually they all do. They all put their hands on their <laughs> hearts. <laughs> okay, anything? What else we got for any other? Well, uh, I had okay. So, so etiquette, I realized etiquette points. Oh, yeah, the etiquette. One points? more, real quick, that we got. I've got, oh. I've got history segment. 
still oh. that I teased last week. We got oh, it okay, two okay. weeks ago. We got to do it. I'm ready. Okay. No, 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 no. Go ahead with your with your last etiquette point. If you, oh, if you had uh, one that you wanted yeah, to no, wrap no, up the, with, uh, the, the last etiquette point was: Is it etiquette? Is it proper etiquette? I should say, for a bride and groom to tweet from their wedding. Oh, this is timely with the royal wedding coming up. <laughs> is it proper etiquette for the bride and groom to tweet from their wedding? From at any point of their wedding, or or the ceremony, or the reception, the, or... the the entire wedding. Really, does that include the wedding night? Okay, as <laughs> oh dear God, yikes! As long as it's before midnight, can can the bride or the groom fire up a tweet to their their Twitter sphere saying, you know, we are rocking this bed, <laughs> <laughs> consummation for the win, consummated. <laughs> going for number three Cons- consummation <laughs> achievement unlocked <laughs> okay i would like i would like to say that as someone who uh who had a wedding um you don't have time to do that there is no time you don't have time to tweet that's how that's how uh that's how crazy being there how- being the one getting married is you literally don't have time i don't how think long- i would have oh. even thought of it how long ago did were your, were your well, it was, it was before I got on any social media. Okay, well, that's my point too. So I was, I was, you know, I'm going on 23 years now. Yeah, 23 years. But I'm remembering, and, like, I mean, there was literally there was no time. It was everything, one thing after another, constantly. I was constantly moving, talking. You know, I mean, oh god, it sucked. <laughs> I hate Precise. my I, wedding I, day. I, my wedding day was terrible. I hate. I hate. <laughs> You know, socializing with other people, even if it's my I, I love most my dearest friends and family. My wife is the only thing I love about my wedding day. <laughs> Everything else. Was well, she was. Terrible. Uh, yeah, it was. It was us against the world. Yeah. That 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 night. So, uh, that's... Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's not proper. It's no, it is not. Precisely, you are, you are supposed to be paying attention to to the the guests that have come to wish you well. You were if right. you're tweeting off to other people. You are being disrespectful to your guests. Exactly, because you don't have time. You don't have time to talk even to anybody if, as it is. Even if you do have talk time, to everybody, it is disrespectful to be tweeting off to other people when your guests are standing. Your around. your phone should be in in your in your room in the hotel. You shouldn't even have it on you. <laughs> that is the advice of Emily Post. Uh-huh. You do not need, you should, the best man and the maid of honor should have your phones. Wow. In case there's anything of absolute urgency. Sure. But if you want to have somebody tweet, if you want tweets from your wedding, which they don't recommend, have somebody else assigned to do them for you. You, wow. you need to get a best tweeter or a tweeter <laughs> of honor. That's like another groomsman or, and, or, or uh, what's, what's the groomsman is the guy's side. What's the, the maid, maids, uh, maids of honor? Bridesmaids. 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 You've got, you've got a, so you, now there's a, new, there's a new officer joining the ranks. It used to just be, you know, Best man, maid, and then the maid, groomsman. Right, and the maid of honor and the bridesmaids. Yeah, and everybody else was equally ranked except for that one person. Now, now you can, put, now you you can have to, a secondary person in to, there. You get to single somebody else out to make everyone else jealous. <laughs> yeah. There's one less jealous person, <laughs> but, they're, but they're all But the ones who are jealous are more, more jealous. jealous. Yeah. 
The same there amount of jealousy why was spread, nice... spread out over. Oh, and even people. better, I'm, I'm good enough to be like <laughs> at Mike's wedding. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm good enough to be your tweeter, tweeter but not your, the best but, man. but not your best man, really. <laughs> See, so once again, social media just hurts all of us. <laughs> well there done. You I was. You are, I was. I was. You are, you are qualified for Emily Post. For, wow. For those. For, for that. What paragraph out of 845 pages. pages okay what do you got mike okay history bit history something Th- this came up at work and uh somebody somebody mentioned well there used to be this nightclub in atlanta back in the day late 70s early 80s actually i think it started in the early 80s called the limelight okay craig have you ever heard of the limelight uh, that is the font that is used for the chapter headers and capers. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I've never but heard not of, the of the club. No, I Jim? know I know what lime what a what the limelight is as a concept. You know what yeah. limelight means, but I the club no no idea. I'm familiar with a musical consortium known as the Limelighters. Okay. Uh, but I am not familiar with a club by that name. So so somebody brought this up at work and then somebody else went and found this uh it is a blog post from uh it looks looks like she's an author live that lives in atlanta Allie mars and she wrote a blog post a few years ago about uh her her memories as one of the um the dancers they were called twinkies which was shortened from twinkle toes these were people that just went there and danced by themselves um, okay. And this was this was a- after they had originally opened the club and they had those like cages hanging from the ceiling sure, where sure. where they had the you know like the the oh what is that Goldie Hawn like the, the what's that show I'm thinking of laughing oh yeah, yeah. laughing yeah like that like it, what what's the name for those go go dancers the go go dancers thank you yeah yeah cage, they had cage dancers mm-hmm. um so they had gotten rid of that and but and then they had all these people that just kind of volunteered themselves to be kind of the the dance floor entertainment and other people danced around them and then she goes on about how you know men would try to hit on her and dance with her and she just ignored them um but there's a uh, she describes how uh how the place was when it opened and this was the reason it came up in conversation uh they called the limelight the studio 54 of the south with its grand staircase that led down to a glass dance floor over a live fish tank full of sand sharks. <laughs> Apparently the sharks weren't there for long and neither was the live black leopard. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, I didn't see the sharks or the leopard. The dance floor having changed by the time uh, I discovered what became my favorite discotheque of all time. And so then, the, you know, this is a pretty personal recounting memoir of, memoir the, of, the, of the, thing. the thing. And so I wanted to get a, a, a little bit more bland description. So I went to Wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> and looked up the limelight. And apparently this was a chain started by some guy uh, in Florida. And then he opened one in New York and, and I think then in Atlanta. And I want to read one description here. In 1983, Gadian, uh, what's his first name? Yeah, it doesn't matter. The guy who owned it. Uh, he moved to New York 
to oh okay he opened Atlanta and then New York to open uh, another limelight. His brother Maurice managed the Atlanta club. Maurice reportedly has had less talent for running a nightclub. <laughs> Quote: uh, Peter was the brains behind the operation, so that's the main guy, Peter Gadian. Maurice didn't want to spend a dime and didn't have a creative bone in his body. Uh, the Atlanta club was located next to a 24-hour Kroger grocery store, <laughs> which became wi- uh, known widely as Disco Kroger. <laughs> I was going to say, not Murder Kroger. That's a different Kroger. That's right. There are named Krogers in the city of Atlanta. Disco Kroger, I believe, is gone now. I think sure. they tore it down. Um, or they renovated it and got rid of the disco elements. <laughs> but yeah, so this is in Buckhead. But that's the, this is the reason. I had no idea that that's why Disco Kroger was called Disco Kroger. It's because of this place that had sharks and a leopard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But in the, uh, in the process of researching this, because um, I wanted to talk about the sharks and the leopard, I happened to stumble across an article from 2016 updated a definitive map of atlanta kroger nicknames jeez do they get do they tell us why they're named those things too yes excellent now this is an atlanta thing like all the krogers have not all of them but a lot of them they have like these names for them yeah not all of them there there are there are are a dozen on this list and there's one that i was surprised to find on this list (laughs) um uh jim have you ever heard of the named krogers in atlanta no, I knew. I certainly know of Kroger's. I didn't know that their names were uh, of such consequence. They give them cute little names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number one, Murder Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> That's number. That's one. not a cute little name. No, it's not. No. Um, Guess what kind of a neighborhood that Kroger's in? Yeah. Mm. 1991, uh, killing of a 25-year-old woman in the parking lot, a body found in a car there in 2002, and a daylight robbery turned slaying in 2015. Apparently that's still there. And there's Disco Kroger. Then Disco Kroger, which we just talked about. Uh, oh, this has been completely renovated now, so it's it's all fancy and new. Number three, Kosher Kroger, <laughs> a.k.a. Crocher. <laughs> Roger that. Uh, yep, down the street from Congregation Beth Jacob. Why is, why is that one named Kosher Kroger? Um... <laughs> I know why it is. The uh, I yes. think we all know why. It many, is. many, many uh, patrons of the Orthodox Jewish congregation in full religious garb, sure, <laughs> frequently seen there, and probably stocked quite a bit with kosher, exactly. If you want food, yeah. If you you have a much larger international food section in that Kroger, sure, <laughs> probably spans more than one aisle. Um, number four, hipster Kroger. This that's, is that's a go-to i would assume there's a hipster one of everything this is the nowadays the new one that they built um near where uh larry lives gay kroger aka kroger (laughs) guess where that is it's in midtown i was gonna say it's in midtown right yeah it's gotta be (laughs) it's Um, in el tuna (laughs) (laughs) oh shitty center kroger Oh, the city. This center. is this is like a city yeah. Center. This may be where South Park got <laughs> shitty walk. Yeah, <laughs> come to shitty walk. Um, yeah, I've actually have I had the pleasure to drive past. Yes, I have. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I had to go. Uh, 
frequently passed this area to a job site recently multiple times and yeah they're not kidding it's it's fiesta kroger largely hispanic clientele sure and this one actually again um, another points good, out another good one for a large international food and i quote aisle. expanded selection of culturally appropriate foods there you go so if you're looking to uh order all the stuff to make fajitas and sell them out the back door <laughs> <laughs> like we talked about recently, or, or or if you can't if you can't order all of the ingredients that you need through your through business, your place of employment, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they've got plenty of juvenile fajita, detention plenty center, plenty of fajita fixins <laughs> at that place. Uh, I could, oh man, I could go for a fajita now. Well, yesterday was Cinco Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, that's... as we record it, Cinco de Seis. As you're listening to this, no, it's Cinco de Seis. It's the fifth of six. It's like Cinco de Cuatro. Moving along. Arrested Development, as you're listening to this. Oh, my God. Oh, Cinco geez. de Nueve. <laughs> On Wednesday. Anyway, uh, Ghetto Kroger, a.k.a. Crowjack, oh. which is uh, in an area that may be about to start gentrifying. If not already, north north of there they, it is, but okay, baby Kroger. <laughs> is that a really small store? Oh yes, it is. Very good, good guess. Because uh, Krogers are usually pretty good size. Yeah, the little bitty one. Located uh, near Decatur Square is smaller than normal. Its alternative official nicknames are more colorful: Geriatric Kroger. <laughs> Zombie Kroger, there's a cemetery <laughs> oh, nice. next door, and Soviet Kroger for an allegedly scant selection of most items. <laughs> nice. Um, number 10, I'm going to skip number 10. In Soviet Kroger, items scan you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to come back to number 10 at the end. Oh. Uh, 11, Kroger Dishu. <laughs> okay, I'm assuming a playoff of Mogadishu. It's it's new. It's a a big development near the airport. The moniker's exact origins remain unclear. Popular I among a, I doubt it's a compliment. <laughs> popular among people who came to age in 1990s Atlanta. I I'm not under I I don't know what, All right, what the deal with that is. Let's... Number twelve crowbar. <laughs> the newest gigantic entrant in Atlanta's pantheon of nickname Krogers. Uh, not only has a Starbucks and a Moe's style burrito joint inside, but an actual bar. Where, oh, yeah, sure. You can go get a pint and work where gro- Grocery shoppers can sidle up and sip beer and wine on draft. Wine on that, draft. I don't think that's a thing. That's, that's called box oh, that, wine. That, that is actually a thing. <laughs> is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have kegs of wine? Or is that just like, is it just they box kegs, wine? They have, they have ke- boxes of wine, kegs of <laughs> wine. Oh, yeah. Both. Tip it. <laughs> Uh yeah, crowbar. Yeah, this is in a in a big giant uh new mixed use development. Okay, back to number ten, and this is the one that I was surprised to see because I only know of, let's say half a dozen people <laughs> that refer to this as as by this name. I've never heard anybody else call it this. Stinky Kroger. <laughs> Not too far from the Nerdburger Studios. <laughs> It is uh, on the Cobb County, Fulton County line in Fulton County. 
Why this has a repu- what's what's nearby? Has a reputation for vast selections and friendly pharmacists. But that doesn't trump the crappy smell wafting in from a waste treatment plant next say, door. There we go. <laughs> well, you know how they say never go grocery shopping hungry? Because <laughs> you'll buy all the crappy food. All yep, the food yep, that's yep. bad for you. There yeah. you go. This go to that solved. one. You will depend- em- yeah. go there, you will immediately lose your appetite, and you'll just buy the things that you really need. Only you'll, when the you'll wind focus is, better on healthy food. Only when the wind is coming out of the southwest, though. Um, <laughs> only from the southwest. You mean the prevailing westerlies? You know, this, the- <laughs> no, it has to be from the south and west, or the south. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's where the wind comes from more often than any other wind. During uh, In this the, warmer, the warmer times yeah. of the year here. Um well, no, so, yeah, during the warm times when it's going to be extra, extra stinky. stinky. So, um, <laughs> Ooh, little, that's pungent. <laughs> short, short story here. Uh, the first time my parents came down to visit after we moved into, into this house in this area, we went to dinner <laughs> in Roswell, which is up the road in Fulton County, just past Stinky Kroger, and we were driving back. And my parents do this thing where they um, they insist on taking two days to drive down here and two days to drive back, and then they only stay here for three days. <laughs> so they take a week off, and but most of the time is spent driving. And then uh, we end up going shopping the first night that they're here after we eat, mm-hmm. not you know after when we're full, not hungry, so we only get the you know the essentials to stock the fridge for the stuff that they like. We get extra, you know, half and half for my dad to drink his coffee nonstop all day long. <laughs> That kind of thing. So we were on our way back, and we said, "Hey, let's take them to Stinky Kroger because it's actually a really nice Kroger, and um, and it, and it's big and you know nice selection." And uh, and and they said, "Why is it called Stinky?" And we said, uh, "We said, well, you you know you'll see. You know, I don't know. We probably told them, but you know, we kind of laughed about it. And I said, it's it it's you know." Since we've moved here and since we've been going to Stinky Kroger on a semi-regular basis, it's not the closest Kroger, but it's the nicest Kroger closest. So occasionally we go there. Um, (laughs) I said, I haven't actually, we haven't actually smelled it yet. But apparently, if the wind's coming from just the right direction, when you get out of the car, you know, bam. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) You know, and it's outside. You don't smell it when you're inside. Right. So um, we drive over there, we park, we get out of the car, and bam. (laughs) <laughs> the wind was coming from the right direction. Yeah. And uh yeah, they're like, I, "Oh my god." <laughs> and it's it doesn't smell like poo, but you know what you know what the smell is. Everybody's been near a water treatment plant. It's yeah. it smells like an extra musty, disgusting basement. I grew we, up, I grew we, up we, within we, a half mile of a rendering plant. Yeah. When, you we worked the, at a paper mill. When the yeah. wind tur- when the wind turned the right <laughs> way. Oh boy. No, we, we, we put our Jones Island, where the Lorganite comes from, right under the Hone Bridge. And when you're when I'm driving into work and the wet and the wind is right, I go, ha, Jones Island, always a joy. When the wind is right, when the wind is right, the wind is ripe. Just so. Melorganite, Mil- Milwaukee Organic. Is the does, yeah. does the ite yeah, yeah, yeah. stand for yes. anything? I don't think it does. It's Milwaukee Organics. Yeah, it's 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 not poop. It's good for you. Um, <laughs> That's on their business cards. I have I have a bag on of Milorganite in my garage it's here. On, it's in on the Georgia. company. It's on the company masthead. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's we're 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 pretty proud of it. It'll actually. make your grass grow green. That's for sure. And, and it will. <laughs> I, or 
it's and we we say slow release organic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so we... anyway, those are your uh your your top twelve uh named Krogers. Do we have a Kevin question? We do, of course. Kevin's on top of stuff. Oh, sorry, it's Milwaukee organic nitrogen. I thought the it was something. Yeah, nitrogen. Thank you. Mm. All right, 61 question. Oh, God, there's a photo. <laughs> Kevin, it's a podcast. <clears throat> Why do businesses with the double front door image attached for clarification? Oh, okay. You can describe it. What? Yeah. Always have one door locked. <laughs> and, oh, I know. Th- I, I Go ahead. Sorry, let him finish. And why do I always pull on the locked one first? <laughs> There's a far side cartoon about that. Shouldn't part of opening your business every day involve unlocking both doors? Wouldn't unlocking both doors make customers flow easier? Isn't having one door locked a fire hazard? No. Well, it depends. No, rarely. No, because you you never you your all, occupancy is never going to be your occupancy is never here. Let's talk about fire codes. The, your occupancy is never going to be so high that the required inches what, of, of width of width of of um, of, of egress space is going to be impinged by having one of the one of the pair of doors locked no and he's and he has the picture he gave us was of a convenience store yeah like a gas station convenience oh yeah it's not like you're no it's not like that's not an assembly occupancy with 170 people in that little tiny store and if it's if it is big enough like the stinky kroger for instance it's going to have the automatic doors that both open Mm -hmm. um continuing do they just want to see me and dozens of other people look like an idiot every day walking up and going? <laughs> well, well, if they don't have the little bell on the door, like when you swing the door, you know, like ding, 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 the little bell that people used to hang up there to let you know somebody came in. This is the way they know that they've got a customer, <laughs> right? And, the person and, comes up and goes, ka-tunk, ka-tunk. and I don't know why he gave us a picture of a Hispanic. Just the first one he found. Carniceria. Maybe with it's... American flags and everything in Spanish. Oh, except for the thing that says meat, produce, groceries. Um, but well, you can get pinatas there, apparently. Okay, Mike, Mike, would anybody like to answer why that one door is locked? Are you asking me? Well, he's asked the question. We haven't answered his question yet. I'm, well, asking, I, the pa- I, well, I'm asking the panel. There, for... there, are, there are a number of reasons. When I worked in an establishment that had it, there were two. One pertained to the HVAC system is that they didn't want a complete inter they didn't want that pressurization that happened in the in the vestibule if both doors closed and both doors opened sure this doesn't have a vestibule though this is just one one set okay, of doors okay that 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 was one the other one was um there was actually a way of uh, have you ever had it what well, you guys know this better than I do but you know how your doors can slam if there's a draft yeah Mm-hmm. keeping that one door closed the the door in the place i'm thinking of if both were allowed to be open one door would tend to slam interesting and, and they should both um, have have closers on them that they sh- you would have thought that and uh, they, and that's they an, had them when they were built and then the closer an, stopped functioning because it wasn't maintained or replaced and now right. it doesn't there you go. And so at least in our case, that's why we kept it open for those two reasons, the vestibule and to prevent slamming. Because we we did I remember we had a UPS guy bloody well get near bloody near well get knocked over. Wow. 
I and can, this isn't, I can he tell says you some, always, and this isn't always the case. There, no, are, there are times, but where I can tell you, I can tell you some of the reasons that, ha- that that happens. Um, oftentimes that door is held shut by what's called a rim device, which is you ever see the door that has like the little rod that goes up into the, mm-hmm. the this up into the door jam or down into the floor. Yep, that thing up there that might have to be disengaged in order to open that door that's locked is up high. If the yes. person who is working there is short. They're not going to go get a step stool to go <laughs> disengage that door because they are lazy. Because people mm-hmm. are lazy, they're going to say, "I've unlocked this door with the turnkey." Yep. Because that one, the door that you're going in and out of, bolts shut into, into the, the, the door, locked door into the door that bolts up into the into the frame and down yes. into the sill. That's that's going to be a lot of people. That's a lot of the reason that that thing is left closed because it's a pain in the ass to open. Yep. I, I occasionally have to deal with it at work. I'm in the place where I work. There's a um, the IT closet has doors like that. And if you want to get both doors, it's a closet. So you need sometimes you need both doors open in order to get at stuff over there. It's not sure. a whole room you yeah. walk into. It's just a closet. But the doors are eight feet tall, <laughs> so it's a pain in the ass. I'm six feet tall. It's a hard, it's a hard reach, reach yeah. to that eight foot door. So and I have to unlock the thing at the top and you know and sometimes there's a, sometimes there's a thing at the bottom too. It's just a whole hassle of dinking around with it when I can just go click yep and open this door which is more than adequate to let people enter and exit the store. And uh, also to the uh, discussion of code is that if a fire alarm goes off and if that building is compliant and that door is compliant and everything those rim devices will disengage automatically with the fire alarm mm-hmm. so that all the doors will f- swing freely. At this code knowledge <laughs> that's part of it i'm just it, it, it mostly comes down to lazy even yeah. if it's actually kind of easy to, to flick that thing and open that other door the person's just going to walk up you know they're opening the store they've got a million things to do i've opened restaurants in the past you got a lot of going on you want to when it's like you're ready to open it up you just you got, you've just spent an hour doing all this crap behind the scenes and now you're going to unlock the door. Just walk over, unlock it. Good enough. And and that that answers. I am uh, going to go play on my phone. That also answers part three of his six part question. Shouldn't part of opening your business every day involve unlocking both doors? No. Yeah, it should, not but necessar- not, not necessarily. People don't aren't going to do it. And the second question was, I believe, why do I always grab the wrong one? Right, because you're because the the. The, peop- the person inside unlock is probably <laughs> right-handed because 90% of people are right-handed. So he unlocks the one on the right side, which is the one on the left side when you're coming in from the outside. So you, as a right-handed person, probably 90% of the time grab the one on the right and that's the one that's locked. Uh, I don't know if that's the case. It's a question of which ones. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm, going, I'm, I'm going to say because Kevin is... is uh... Cursed? cursed perhaps something (laughs) i would say because he's he's pointed out a number of times in his questions where he does something where he feels embarrassed or he where it it angers him or something i think you know the world is working against you kevin you kevin specifically there you go and and all the store owners in your general area have have meetings (laughs) and they said hey you know what i was listening to this podcast where that kevin guy (laughs) complained about this thing i I think everybody should lock down that one door (laughs) but that's on the new uh new business for this 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 month's meeting and now kevin's gonna run into that more he's never going to pick the right door they're gonna they're gonna switch off and on (laughs) he he thinks like this place it's the right hand door that's open I know it because it was it was, it was yesterday. Yeah, and he's gonna go to open it. And it's gonna. 
I would totally do that to people. Yeah. But nothing better to do. Working at a convenience store, maybe when it, that would when probably are slow. be one of the things that you would notice is you know the regulars. The, yeah, certain people that always go behavior. to the wrong door. Yeah. You you would notice like that guy always picks the wrong door. It would be he's one, in yeah. here every day and he, to get coffee or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, and he yeah. always gunk the door. and he always gets that look on his face. And you At know the, what? You know what? I'm gonna screw with him. <laughs> no, but the, the ones you'll, you'll notice are the ones that do it every day. Mm -hmm. You'll just be like, you know, it must be, it must be six seventeen. <laughs> crew, crew cut just went. Kagunk. You know, you don't know the yeah, guy's name, yeah, so it's like, yeah. just... <laughs> oh, wouldn't wouldn't unlocking both doors make customer flow easier? Probably isn't isn't having one door locked a fire hazard? We covered that. No. Do do they just want to see me and dozens of other people look like an idiot every day? Maybe. Got nothing better. To do <laughs> yeah, Clerks, that they will right? Yeah. What's that? They well may, yeah, clerks. Yeah, I mean that's the kind yes, that's the yes, kind of thing yes. they would have done just to entertain themselves yeah. during the day because it's just the same thing over and over every day. That was probably in the script and got cut. <laughs> 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 Although I think that that uh, they both had they, one door. They only had one I door. Think they only had one door. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that, does that answer your questions, Kevin? <laughs> it better because we're done. Jim? Yes. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, it's you know it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Mm. Is it really a pleasure? Is that the word you want to use? It's a pleasure. I've enjoyed myself. One of the guys on the radio program really hates when that word is used. Oh dear. It's a pleasure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Gee, history nut Jim. <laughs> Thanks for joining the show. <laughs> Well, his mirror just is ten ninety nine. There it is. <laughs> oh, and Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook email us at nerdburgershow at gmail.com and you can go to nerdburgergames.com for game stuff and drive through rpg.com to buy some of those game stuffs. Buy games. <laughs> On uh, the uh, next episode of uh, mm, Nerd Burger, <laughs> um, Mike and Craig, uh, Mike and Craig, uh, talk to Jeff uh, Ando. Oh, uh, they'll probably talk uh, talk about how AndoCon went, how how that went. Um, they'll uh, talk some news, and they'll generally goof off uh, a bunch, and uh, Ando will. Uh, probably giggle sort of like sort of uncontrollably <laughs> and michael hit the bell right and that'll make ando giggle even more yep some of these people are getting predictable might have to switch it up a little. uh oh <laughs> no i don't Just i don't mean kidding. that at all